This is Global Tennessee, news analysis and commentary from the Tennessee World Affairs Council in Nashville. Global Tennessee is produced in association with the Center for International Business at Belmont University and the International Business Council of the Nashville Area Chamber of Commerce. The World Affairs Council is a nonpartisan, nonprofit educational association, and the views expressed on Global Tennessee are those of the participants. Welcome to Global Tennessee. I'm Patrick Ryan from the Tennessee World Affairs Council. Today we'll be talking with the winning team of the 2019 Academic World Quest competition here at the Tennessee World Affairs Council about their experience. But before we start uh, our episode, we want to pay tribute to Ann Smedinghoff, a Foreign Service officer who uh, was killed in the line of duty in Afghanistan in 2013. Uh, last month, the Tennessee World Affairs Council uh, was privileged to name the Academic World Quest competition our flagship education outreach program in honor of Ann Smedinghoff. Ann Smedinghoff grew up in River Forest, Illinois, a suburb about 10 miles west of Chicago. She was the daughter of an attorney and the second of four children. She attended Fenwick High School, followed by Johns Hopkins University, where she majored in international studies and became a key organizer of the university's annual foreign affairs symposium. The event draws high-profile speakers from around the world. While a student in Baltimore, she worked part-time for Sam Hopkins, an attorney near campus. He described her as ambitious, but in a wonderfully quiet, modest way. Immediately following her graduation, Smedinghoff rode her bicycle from Baltimore, Maryland to San Francisco, California to raise money to fight cancer with a nonprofit called the 4K for Cancer. Smedinghoff's first assignment for the Foreign Service was in Caracas, Venezuela, and she volunteered for the Afghanistan assignment after that. Smedinghoff was an up-and-coming employee of the U.S. State Department who garnered praise from the highest ranks. She was to finish her Afghanistan assignment as a press officer in July 2013. Already fluent in Spanish, she was gearing up to learn Arabic, first for a year in the U.S. and then in Cairo, Egypt, before a two-year assignment in Algeria. U.S. Secretary of State John Kerry said at a news conference in Turkey following her death that Smedinghoff was vivacious, smart, and capable. Smedinghoff had assisted Kerry during a visit to Afghanistan two weeks prior to her death. He also described Smedinghoff as a, quote, selfless, idealistic woman who woke up yesterday morning and set out to bring textbooks to school children to bring them knowledge. Smedinghoff was the first American diplomat to die on the job since the 2012 attack on the U.S. diplomatic installation in Benghazi, Libya. The 25-year-old Foreign Service officer was killed in a car bomb blast in southern Afghanistan. Smedinghoff was one of five Americans killed in a suicide bomb attack in Kalat, Zabul province. Working as a press officer for the U.S. Embassy in Kabul, she was helping Afghan journalists cover an event at a school where the local provincial reconstruction team was to donate math and science books. According to a press officer at the U.S. Embassy in Kabul, Anne absolutely loved the work she was doing. Her father and friends have established a memorial fund at the John Hopkins University. The Tennessee World Affairs Council was proud to name the Tennessee Academic World Quest Program in honor of Anne Smedinghoff to inspire the next generation of students to seek to understand global affairs and to work to make the world a better place. We thank Thomas and Mary Beth Smedinghoff for their support and for their sacrifice. And now our episode on the Academic World Quest uh, team from Tennessee 
the first uh, team to go to Washington for the national competition under the name Ann Smetinghoff Academic World Quest Challenge. Welcome to Global Tennessee. I'm Pat Ryan from the Tennessee World Affairs Council. Today we're going to be talking with the Tennessee Championship Team of World Quest. It's a competition that the World Affairs Council puts on every year, and we have uh, the teacher, coach, chaperone of the winning team from Hume Fogg High School and uh, uh, three of the four team members here. And I'm going to uh, welcome uh, Philip uh, Lovell and ask him to introduce uh, his team. All right. Hey, thanks. Um, I'm Philip Lovell, the AP Human Geography teacher at Hume Fogg and also one of three World Affairs Club sponsors at the school, which is what these girls are all a part of. We have Libby Riddle, Sarah Matthews, Christine Lee, and uh, the fourth member who couldn't be here today is Jillian Shoblum, and they are your state champions. And the three sitting here with us right now are actually back-to-back state champions. Repeaters. Yes. So you're you're a two-time uh, champion teacher. Yes, of the I, state of Tennessee. I do wish I had rings for my state championships. Well, we're but they, they're on order. We're, we're working on yeah, that. We'll <laughs> we'll get those order. to you guys. But congratulations, <laughs> congratulations on winning the Tennessee State Championship of uh, Academic World Quest, and uh, representing uh, Tennessee and the World Affairs Council at the competition in Washington D.C. at at the end of April. And I I was fortunate enough to uh, to go along with you guys on that trip. Um, Let's uh, let's just go around the table and and uh, help people uh, get to know our uh, championship team. Um, Libby, do you want to uh, start with uh, what your interests are? What uh, where you're going uh, after this? They're they're all seniors, right, Philip? Yes. And headed off to uh, tremendous educational opportunities across the country. North, south, east, and west. It's all over. <laughs> so, Libby, uh, tell us something about yourself, and, and then we're going to talk a little bit about, about the World Quest competition. Yeah. Hi. Uh, I'm Libby Riddle. I'm one of our uh, members that competed both last year and this year. Uh, I'm going to be heading off to the University of Montana in the fall to study geography and wildlife biology. Um, I'm really interested and passionate about the environment, and I know I share that with some of my other teammates. Uh, so I'm really interested in looking at uh, the environment and policy and how um, uh, science and uh, international relations t- uh, overlap. I think that's a really cool uh, intersection that I'm really interested in. Yeah. Um, I'm Sarah Matthews, um, and I'm also one of the three um, that are returning from last year. Um, I am heading to Center College in Danville, Kentucky in the fall, um, and I'll most likely be studying international studies and environmental studies, so a similar idea to Libby with the intersection of the environment and uh, global affairs um, and how policy influences that as well. I'm Christine Lee. I'm the um, last of the three members. I'm going to Harvard University in the fall. And there I'd like to study economics and um, international relations. Um, I'm really interested in the intersection between the two, um, and I hope to pursue a career in that field. Terrific. Well, welcome to um, 
Global Tennessee, we're, we're uh, thankful that you, I know it's a busy time for graduating seniors. You've got uh, AP exams and uh, lots of preparation for graduation, and uh, we're, we're glad you could uh, make it here. Uh, Philip, you want to fill in any blanks about Jillian, who uh, couldn't be with us today? Yeah, Jillian was the one new team member that we added this year. Um, since last year, we had a senior who graduated, and she kind of rounds out the fantastic four women that make up this team. Um, I believe she's going to Wellesley. She's going to Wellesley and studying international relations with a focus in public health. Yes, yes. Um, so she is equally on par with our international relations trend that we're getting studying here and equally brilliant as to these four, three girls as well. Well, it's interesting how uh, there's there's kind of a global affairs current that runs through your interests, uh, mm-hmm. although uh, there are a diversity of studies ahead uh, from, from what it sounds. Well, let's uh, let's talk about the the trip to Washington, and and just so people know, Academic WorldQuest is uh, the flagship um, educational outreach program of the World Affairs Council. It's for high school students, and uh, basically, our uh, teams of four students, and they compete on ten topics, a hundred questions, kind of like a quiz bowl. Uh, I think is mm-hmm. the best way to describe it. And the winning team goes to Washington D.C. Uh, the World Affairs Council, uh, our World Affairs Council of Tennessee. Uh, takes the team up, and they compete against uh, teams from World Affairs Councils around the country. There are 95 councils, but uh, I think they had 45 teams this year mm-hmm. that you guys were uh, were up against. But let's talk a little bit about the uh, the trip to Washington, because what our council likes to do is uh, reward our winning team with uh, an extra uh, day and a half to to do some international affairs, organizations, visiting uh, places. So uh, you guys want to talk about your experience on, on day one? I think the first stop was the Japanese embassy. Yeah, um, yeah so um, we had a really incredible experience. We got to talk to um, one of the representatives at the Japanese embassy. I think he was um, focused on economics. Economic minister, yeah. Um, and so we talked to him about um, U.S.-Japan relations. Um, it was really fascinating. We got to see the embassy, which is actually pretty large. We didn't really expect, um, but that was a really incredible opportunity for us to be able to see that and interact with him um, as, you know, a minister within that international relations realm. Um, that was Did you learn there. anything about Japan? Yeah. Um, in the Japanese embassy, I guess you can call it complex at this point. There's <laughs> like three different buildings. It's amazing. But they also have a traditional tea house there called an ipakte. Um, and they showed us inside. They taught us the history behind it. Um, and yeah, fun fact, though, they've never actually had a tea ceremony there since it's been built. Mm. <laughs> but it is beautiful and um tells a lot about history and culture, and it was really interesting to learn about those practices. I recall that it was built in Japan and disassembled and, and shipped over and then put together piece by piece. That yeah. was uh, pretty incredible. Yeah. We had we had a really unique experience there. I mean, they, they haven't held a tea ceremony in the tea house, but we did have to get to have tea with the <laughs> Japanese minister, mm-hmm. which was extremely exciting really to awesome. me. Yeah. Well, we're, we're, very, uh, we're very grateful to the Embassy of Japan and to the consulate uh, here in, in Nashville, the Japanese consulate uh, uh, and Consul General Kobayashi, uh, for arranging that. And, and I was uh, doubly impressed. That day, the Prime Minister of Japan was arriving in Washington, and I'm sure the embassy was yeah. uh, uh, in full flutter over, mm-hmm. over that, yeah. and they still uh, uh, were extremely gracious enough to mm-hmm. carve out time uh, to host us. 
Then we moved on to uh, the Brookings Institution, and I think you guys really got uh, a charge at a meeting for uh, young analyst uh, fellows at uh, Brookings. Uh, what what did, what do you remember about that event? Yeah, so Brookings was somewhere that we also went to last year that we all, it was definitely a highlight for all of us. Um, I especially love uh, Brookings just because it really meets the my interest of like looking at research in policy, which I think is really cool. Uh, we got to, we get to talk about they pretty much just sit us down and the, uh, say that we can ask them whatever we want, which is just really interesting. And it's really different than a lot of the other experiences we have, just because a lot of times we're talking about things that are relevant to what other people that the like the representatives are doing. Like in Japan, like they sort of led the conversation and we sort of interjected and asked questions as well. But at Brookings, they really open and just like let us go and they just let us ask them whatever and they will they're open to talking about literally anything and mm-hmm. it's just such an enjoyable time. Yeah, I think a really, really nice aspect of it is that they're all pretty young um, and they were very open about how they got where they are in their plans for the future. So I think, you know, with with some of us, most of us being interested in pursuing that um, realm of of policy and international relations, I think that was, you know, a really valuable experience to be able to talk to people about, you know, their their plans for the future and how they got to be at a place like Brookings and what they do on a daily basis and kind of um, gain that knowledge for our future preparation for that, I think was, you know, a really, really valuable experience. Another, like, one of my favorite things about going to the Brookings Institute um, is every time when we talk with um, the fellows there about their work, it's obvious how passionate they are and they're never afraid to tell you about it and go in depth and that's something really awesome. Um, sometimes when you meet a lot of people like you tend to gloss over things that you do or I guess like put um, I guess like sugar coating on everything but um, people at the Brookings Institute are always willing to tell you about the process of their research, their struggles but also their triumphs and it's good seeing both sides of that. I was just one of my favorite things about going to Brookings, especially as a teacher, is looking at how nerd these guys are, <laughs> uh, these men and women that work there, and just their their ability. I, to I think t- they call themselves wonks, not wonks. nerds. Yeah. yeah, yeah, policy wonks, nerds, all the same. Um, but the thing that always makes that me really happy about that is that to me proves that you can really follow your interests and get really deep into whatever you want to. Um, and especially going into things like public policy or international relations, there's so much out there. Um, and if going back to the introduction of the four girls here, there's all four of them are, have different focuses and different passions and all four can go out and do that kind of through the same international lens. Um, and to me, that's just really awesome because it shows you know, that true follow your passion thing that us teachers always kind of harp on and hope kids actually follow. Well, you've, you've certainly got a, a great team following their passions here. Uh, just a reminder, this is the Global Tennessee podcast from the Tennessee World Affairs Council. I'm Patrick Ryan, and we're talking with uh, Philip Lovell, teacher from Hume Fogg uh, Academic High School here in Nashville, and his team, uh, Libby uh Sarah and Christine, who are the Tennessee champions for Academic World Quest uh, this year, and we're recounting the trip they took to Washington, D.C. to represent the Tennessee World Affairs Council at the national competition. So after Brookings, um, we stopped back at the hotel and and met with Thomas Lippman. He 
is a uh, foreign correspondent, uh, retired from the Washington Post, um, Saigon bureau chief, Cairo bureau chief, has written uh, lots of books and papers and things. What, what were your impressions of the conversation with him? I think, you know, he was he was very real with us, which I think was, you know, a fresh perspective. Um, like Christine was saying, a lot of people tend to sugarcoat things. And I think he had a really valuable perspective of being very realistic with us, with his experiences in um, in media and in journalism um, with what he's done in the past. Um, and he had a lot of different perspectives that were really unique for us to have that exposure to, which was very valuable, I think. Yeah, I remember when we, just right after we left that meeting, I remember Christine looking at us and saying, I appreciated his honesty. Mm-hmm. Like he was one of the most honest people with us. Because a, lo- a lot of times you can meet with a lot of people and like Christine said and Sarah reiterated, the sugarcoating, the like sort of giving you the highlights sometimes. And he very much was like, we're going to go in depth. We're going to talk about this and I'm going to be real with you. Well, he had some great stories too. Oh, He's yeah. kind of the he Indiana did. Jones uh, sort of guy. Mm-hmm. He's had some crazy experiences. He told us about he a trip he took and he was in a car and his time in like vietnam how yeah. he um he was one of the few people that could get up into the northern region because of his journalism status and um also his previous relationships with the people um and it's crazy to think that um he was there at right in the action at such a turbulent time you look back in like history books and you think how could have that have happened so recently but we have people among us that have um, lived through that and lived through those experiences. Okay, the next day, uh, Friday morning, we, uh, you guys uh, visited the Kurdistan Regional Government Office, the representative, uh, uh, some, uh, Abdul, uh, Madam Abdul Rahman, uh, who represents the Kurdistan Regional Government of Iraq in the United States. And uh, I think she gave a, a pretty good uh, description of what U.S. Kurdish policies, uh, the relationship was, was about. And we have a, a close relationship. Of course, Nashville has uh, an extremely large Kurdish population. So it was interesting that, that people in the office there either had lived in Nashville or had cousins in Nashville or there was a Nashville connection. So I'd, I was glad to see that uh, our, our group was uh, extremely welcomed uh, there. What, what's your recollection of, of that? that visit yeah I think um you know we know people of course being from Nashville that have a really strong connection to that community um and so I think it was really valuable for us to hear that perspective and have the story from the source I think you know we have this perception of how things are or what the story is um and she was able to the Kurdish representative was was able to give us a really detailed um account of what the relationship is now and what it has been in the past. Um, and that was very valuable. Um, and I think especially because we have that personal tie being from Nashville and having such a large base of that community here. Yeah. And then you you guys visited um, the office of Senator Alexander. Uh, the, Sen- the Senate and the House were out, so we didn't get to see uh, the representatives or, or the senators, but uh, a briefing by the the Senate staff uh, in, in Senator Alexander's office, and what uh, did that include? Um, we got to meet with a very young staffer who had only been there for a couple of months or so, and it was really interesting seeing how she had gone from, I guess, being a student to being a staffer, 
on um, Capitol Hill. It's also really interesting hearing about staffers' stories and hearing about what they do on a daily basis. They're not really the people that are like, I guess the spotlight is on all the time, but they do so much of the work that goes on behind um, all of the legislation that we see. And it was really interesting talking to her and seeing what she specializes in. I think she specialized in trade, Mm -hmm. which I thought was really interesting. But yeah. All right. Well, you guys had a a good exposure to some diverse opportunities, uh, diplomacy, uh, journalism, uh, service on Capitol Hill. what was your the most memorable thing the best thing the the most uh, surprising thing what uh what will your takeaways be from that day and a half of uh, seeing and do, doing things and talking to people i think you know we were just so grateful for the opportunity to meet all of these people and have all of these diverse perspectives because um, it's something you know we wouldn't be able to arrange on our own so we were so grateful to the world affairs council for that um And we, you know, the different perspectives were really valuable in that, you know, um, everybody we met had a different take on what's happening in Washington and what they do to be a part of this big machine. Um, So it was really, you know, incredible to learn about the different facets of that um, as as students and as students particularly interested in the international relations realm of it. Um, I think, you know, hearing from people who are not too far from us in age, um, who've followed a similar path to what some of us are planning, I think was really valuable. But then on the other end of that, seeing people who are really established in what they're doing and, and what they've done, um, you know, me, learning um, about the Japanese embassy and the Kurdish regional government was really important as well. Um, having that other perspective from, you know, another region of the world um, or multiple regions of the world, actually, but um you know, that was, I think those multiple perspectives were really valuable for us. So then Saturday morning, uh, you guys woke up, went to the United States Institute of Peace. Mm-hmm. Quite a magnificent building for anybody who has not been to Washington. Beautiful. Uh, if you if you go, it's uh, just across the street from the State Department and the Lincoln Memorial. Uh, soaring atrium and uh, really uh, a stunning, stunning place. And we appreciate, uh, I, I know the World Affairs Councils of America and all the councils that participated uh, appreciate uh, USIP and President Nancy Lindborg uh, for hosting uh, WorldQuest there. So uh, tell us about the national championship match. Yeah, yeah um, we did pretty well. Um, this being their second time, and I think we got in the 30s nationally last year, and we ended up placing 16th overall. So that's a pretty good improvement. Out of 45 teams. Um, out of 45 teams. Yeah, certainly well and, done. You know, especially the, the one team that ended up winning was insanely phenomenal. So it's a very competitive competition. So to play 16th was really impressive. And, you know, overall, I think it was a pretty fair showing of kind of where everybody puts their efforts and um, was a really interesting, detailed, and all of the material and stuff you have to cover. It's a, it's a really challenging activity. Yeah. Well, to set the scene for people who have, haven't been there, and there, there are some uh, photographs and stories on our website, tnwac.org, uh, and our Flickr uh, has an album of, of photos. You can get an idea of what WorldQuest is about. Uh, Flickr, F-L-I-C-K-R dot com slash TNWAC. Uh, but uh, this is a, a, a large room with uh, 45 teams, uh, four students around tables, and uh, questions being flashed up on the screen, and 
and I think there were 30 or 45 seconds or, or so to, to come up with an answer and teams working collaboratively. Um, was Did you guys have a, a team strategy or a, 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 what was your uh, approach to the national comp uh, competition? Yeah, so um, there are 10 different sections and one section is current events and one section involves um, material from a book called Great Decisions. The other eight cover specific topics like the World Trade Organization, the state of Qatar, and then, um, so yeah, we divided the eight up between the four of us, so we were each responsible for two sections. And then we all covered current events together because there's just so much out there that you need the, t the whole team to cover. Um, the material you need and then within great decisions they have different sections so we each took a couple sections of those so we each kind of have our own realm and then specialize in that and then that helps us um i guess cover all the sections in a way that we can actually i guess answer the questions <laughs> yeah our strategy is more of a, a dive deep into ours like our specific sections and then for current events try to go wide so that we can cover as much as possible mm-hmm well, you did uh, did terrifically at uh, the national championship match, and we're going to take a uh, a quick break, and, and we're going to come back, and we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, team organization and preparation. You talked a little bit about how you divide and conquered, uh, but for uh, students in the future who want to get involved in WorldQuest, uh, they can visit uh, tnwac.org/worldquest, and there's information on there. And uh, the way the season runs is every September. Uh, we start promoting uh, the program by putting out a, a study guide, and uh, you can follow the steps on, on the website. So we're going to take a quick break. This is the Global Tennessee Podcast from the Tennessee World Affairs Council, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Global Tennessee from the World Affairs Council. We invite you to share your thoughts with us in email, info at tnwac.org. You can subscribe to the World Affairs Council newsletter on the website, tnwac.org. Org. And you can like us on Facebook at Tennessee WAC, as well as follow us on Twitter at TNWAC. Don't forget to tell your friends about Global Tennessee and the World Affairs Council. This podcast and other educational programs from the World Affairs Council are supported by you and our sponsors. Are you interested in supporting global affairs awareness in your community? Visit TNWAC.org for more information. Welcome back to Global Tennessee. I'm Pat Ryan from the Tennessee World Affairs Council. Uh, we're talking with the Tennessee State Champions of the Ann Smedinghoff Academic WorldQuest Challenge for 2019 from Hume Fogg High School. Uh, Philip Lovell is the teacher who organized this team. He's a two-time state championship uh, teacher. And we're here with uh, Christine, Sarah, and Libby who have been telling us about their experience in Washington, D.C. with the national championship match and visiting international organizations. Uh, for uh, students and teachers who are interested in WorldQuest, uh, check our website, tnwac.org slash WorldQuest. And it's a program that starts in September with uh, the issue of a study guide that provides all the information and students can participate in a practice match that we do in the fall and then the state championship match is in February each year, and the winner goes on to a national championship match in Washington, D.C. at the end of April each year. And this year's uh, winning team uh, was awarded a trip to Qatar in the Persian Gulf. 
Um, <laughs> quite, quite, quite an adventure. <laughs> well, uh, you guys, I, I think you did phenomenally. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sixteen out of forty-five, and and th- these uh, these teams are not your average. It's kind of like no. Lake Wobegon; they're, they're all above average. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, uh, Philip and uh, Christine and Sarah and Libby, we're we're going to talk a little bit about uh, your preparation. But first, I, w- I wanted to. Uh, reiterate the fact that uh, the the World Quest competition here in Tennessee last month uh, we named we had a, a ceremony uh, first of all uh, awarding you guys your uh, global scholarship uh, medallions and certificates for for being uh, for achieving uh, milestones in your interest in global affairs education and and your success in World Quest and, and so forth. But uh, that night, we also uh, honored the memory of Anne Smedinghoff, who was uh, a young woman assigned uh, in the U.S. Foreign Service in Kabul, uh, Afghanistan. And in 2013, she was in a group that was visiting a school uh, in a rural part of Afghanistan to deliver school supplies. And she and her colleagues were killed in a car bomb attack. Um, And she and all of the other diplomats uh, who are uh, memorialized in the State Department uh, should never be too far from our, our minds of uh, people who have served and sacrificed uh, for the country. And, and I know we've discussed this um, uh, naming the World Quest program after Ann Smedinghoff. And do you guys have any reflections on, on the meaning of uh, service and sacrifice of someone like Ann and, and uh, the example that they, they hold and, and maybe inspiration for um, the, the kind of life that uh, she and, and her colleagues have, have devoted? Yeah, I think, you know, for us, it's really it's really inspiring to hear the stories of people like Anne, um, especially women for us as, as an all-female team. I think it's really inspiring to hear about people who dedicate their lives to serving our country in that capacity, in any capacity, um, but especially with this um, this focus in international affairs and and that that connection to us in that in multiple ways it's very inspiring um, and meaningful to us. Yeah, I I think it's just so important to remember people that served and sacrificed in such a capacity that there are people working all over the globe just for the for the betterment of um, of international relations and for um, that there are people out there helping to build a stronger like global community. We don't often hear their stories that much, but they should be heard. And I'm glad to know that her story will be forever be preserved through the renaming of this um, competition. And it's also really important to see, um, I guess, how people are, value diplomacy so much. Sometimes in our world today, diplomacy is forgotten in favor of other means. But um, her dedication to diplomacy is something that um, we are honored to know. Well, uh, I'm pleased that uh, you guys were the first team to represent um, the Tennessee World Affairs Council at, after the program was named in uh, in honor of uh, Ann Smedinghoff and commemorating uh, her service, and and by extension the service and sacrifice of uh, uh, diplomats around the world serving the the country. You know we. We frequently and and with due cause uh, recall the the service sacrifice of members of the armed forces, but sometimes we we don't uh, consider other Americans who uh, work for the government and and for other purposes who uh, 
who have been tragically lost uh, overseas in the service to the country. Uh, Philip, anything that you want to add in that regard? I just want to say is one of the things as a teacher you're always looking for are those exemplars, uh, exemplars and role models to show students, you know, what is possible for people like you that look like you that come from a similar background. Um, so I think going off what all of these people said is, you know, how important it is for young women to see women, you know, a few years older, go through college, go into a field that they're deeply interested in and be successful and make change and make progress. Um, you know, and ultimately sacrifice for those things is, is really, really important to have visual and have out there for everybody to see and kind of have a, yeah, just really that role model. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing that, guys. Um, uh, again, I want to remind everyone, this is the Global Tennessee uh, Podcast. We're talking with the Tennessee State Champions of the Ann Smettinghoff Academic WorldQuest uh, Challenge. And, okay, let's get down into the nuts and bolts of uh, uh, building a team of winners. Uh, Coach, do you, you want to tell us how you recruited it? Well, these, mm-hmm. these are repeaters, so it, mm-hmm. it was easier this year. <laughs> Yeah, so this is the third year Hume Fogg as a school has had the World Affairs Club. Um, the first year was a very last minute, let's, oh, we found out a competition, let's show up and see how we did. And we got, I think, fourth in the state competition and then actually put together and organized ourselves the next two years. And so generally what this is, is the Hume Fogg has a series, a bunch of clubs that we do at school uh, that gets to meet about once a month for 30 to 45 minutes and the world affairs club has 20 to 25 students in it over the past couple of years and most of what we do during that club time is we go over the weekly quizzes we kind of help them partition out you know what team who should be on whose team kind of who strengths match up with somebody else's weaknesses we help them as christine talked about earlier the partitioning of the study guide material so the day that came out, we actually had a club meeting that day. So we actually got to go through it and kind of briefly overview, Hey, this is all, this is what NATO means. Let's have that (laughs) reminder again. Um, who wants to go over that? Um, we went over some practice competition questions. We went over questions from last year, just to kind of give an example of how detailed these questions can really get, because they get in the weeds so far. Um, but overall, the one big thing, because we only get to meet once a month for that short period of time, is our club is very much, and the success that these girls had, both locally, the state competition, and nationally, was really from them. It's very student-led. It's very much, hey, we can kind of help you out a little bit here and there and answer questions for you, but as far as learning the material and going in on it, um, you have to find time on your own to do that. You have to make yourself sit down and read these really long, really dense, numerous articles and case studies and things, um, which I think makes their success all that much more impressive. And I keep telling them all the time how impressed and proud I am of them for doing this all the time, and it's incredible. Um, and Well, once is a fluke, twice is a trend. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> but the, they're all graduating, which I don't know what to do with now. Um, but the good thing is, you know, that we have 20 other kids in this club. So it's the World Affairs Club at Hume Fogg in conjunction with the World Affairs Council here from Tennessee has been really good for growing that interest. And we already kind of saw this interest 
from a lot of AP classes. You know, I teach AP Human Geography, which covers a ton of material that this gets into, but as does AP World History, as does the other AP classes. AP Comparative Government's a really good course for um, something like this. And so we, we kind of find those kids that show that interest in those classes and say, hey, there's an avenue for you to even go further with this that you want to. Um, which I think has been really important for our school in kind of showing our kids, you know, a broader range of possibilities out there of like, oh, I'm really into government and history. What does that, what can I do with that after college? And so this gives them that, that visual of, oh, I can be a, go work at the state department. I can go work at Brookings. I can go work in the Japanese embassy and give tours there and, you know, work on foreign language skills and that kind of stuff. Now, let's drop back a little bit. When you were organized, first of all, how did you learn about uh, WorldQuest? And, and was it a chicken and egg thing? Did the students get hold of you and say, hey, uh, we want to do this? Or did you have the notion and you recruited students? Or So, so that mm-hmm. schools that have never done this before, how did they get started? How mm-hmm. did you get started? We got started, so Catherine Kelly, the former um, AP Human Geography teacher at MLK, another school here in Nashville, told us about it about two months before the competition three years ago. And um, Brett Kamek, uh, co-sponsor with me for this club, now we went around and we're like, all right, well, we, yeah, we, we'll, we'll, let's form some teams and let's just, let's just see who goes. And so we kind of cherry-picked a few kids and asked around and, you know, gave them the study again. I was like, hey, y'all want to show up on this Saturday or Sunday and see how it goes? And, you know, so you found some wonks. Yeah, we, 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 we went out there and found the wonks. And, um, you know, fortunately, a couple of them were underclassmen. And then they really, really enjoyed it and really were like, oh, this was kind of fun. I would like to do this again next year. And so from the st- once we got introduced the students to it, they were the ones that were really pushing for this to be a club and really something that we organized a little bit better or at all and really made a really strong effort the next year and you know, it's, it's worked out pretty well the past two years for us. So yeah, it's, it's a little bit of a mix of, you know, talking to Catherine Kelly and getting introduced to it from the teacher side, but then the students are the ones that really push for it and motivate themselves and us to keep them on, on their game a little bit. Yeah. You, you uh, mentioned Catherine Kelly again, a big hat tip to uh, Catherine, who is our education outreach coordinator, a volunteer at the world affairs council. And to reach her with questions about world quest, you can just uh, drop an email to info at uh, tnwac.org, and she'll be happy to uh, give teachers and students information. So from your perspective, uh, young ladies, is, is he a tough coach? Does he, <laughs> does he make you run laps if you miss a question? Or uh... um, I think he's, you know, he's mostly been really encouraging. Like he was talking about, it's kind of, it's been more of a, you know, we have to put in the work if we want to make that you know, commitment to it. And so I think, you know, he's been a good support system for us to have, you know, to field questions and to talk about the different topics. Um, And then we have that, you know, that outside opportunity for us to delve into it on a more individual level, I think. Yeah, what I've always appreciated about Mr. Lovell as a teacher is that he is willing to talk to you about anything at any time, no matter how crazy or weird your question is. And that's what is actually so helpful is just talking to him at about any of these topics. You're like, I'm reading about NATO and like, what would happen if we did this? And he will go into a whole tangent about like, what would happen if the U.S. leaves NATO? Like, and that's what's almost 
it's equally as informative as the articles are. Well, that's one thing I noticed traveling with uh, you guys to Washington, that there's a, a very high level of comfort uh, among <laughs> the team and, and uh, the teachers associated with this. And and you had another teacher uh, involved uh, Yeah, sh- well. shout out to Christopher Hedgeland, who mm-hmm. couldn't get to be here because he's prepping kids for the AP U.S. history test today right now. Um, but yeah, he's, he's been a huge help as well, kind of helping me get organized and keep these crazy girls in line. <laughs> Well, it was uh, a great experience in Washington. We're, we're closing out uh, on time here. Any last um, reflections about your experience in WorldQuest? Um, suggestions for future students? You don't want to give away too many secrets because you have, <laughs> you have the, uh, the up-and-coming UMFOG. Uh, I'm forgetting the name. What are UMFOG your mascot at the school? Nights. Blue Knights. The Blue, Blue Knights, of course. <laughs> You have future blue nights to, to protect, but uh, anything, uh, any words of encouragement for students coming up? I think, you know, it's, we all have very different interests, and I think we found this um, common shared interest in this global affairs idea. Um, so I think, you know, I would just encourage people to to continue to pursue those individual interests, but learn how you can, you know, overlap with your team members and really um, find that groove. I think we've had a lot of luck with um, the four of us and the three of us here with the two years um, with, you know, having our individual interests and how that has played into the topics that we've had each year, um, you know, and, and having fun with it. I think, you know, work hard, but play hard as well, I guess. Um, you know, it's, it's been a really incredible experience and we, you know, we got to learn so much and got to meet so many incredible people. We're so grateful um, for the opportunity, both from, you know, the Tennessee World Affairs Council and the World Affairs Councils of America. I think both have been so giving um, in this competition, in this realm has been so incredible. Yeah, I definitely would like to say that this is more than just the competition itself. This is more than just that hour and a half where you're answering questions. It's about bonding with your teammates. It's about being able to see an, an experience, um, I guess, what the future has in store for you and also meeting all of these amazing people who have had such like illustrious careers um, and we are so thankful again to the Tennessee World Affairs Council and to the World Affairs Councils of America for setting up these amazing opportunities but also um, for always I guess supporting us and um, yeah I'd say just follow I'd say if you are passionate about global affairs this would be a great opportunity for you to explore that interest to see if maybe this is something you want to pursue in the future i know my experiences here have definitely helped me decide what i want to do with my life after school and i'm really thankful for that yeah i would definitely say even if you don't think that you're interested in global affairs if you just have an inkling if you enjoyed a class that was somewhat about it pursue that look into it a little bit more because it might turn out that you're really into that and you actually do want to pursue that and you never would have expected that well thank you uh ladies for uh for your participation and uh encouragement to future students and uh congratulations on your upcoming graduations and heading off to your undergraduate <laughs> experience uh ac- across the country you, you've got some terrific uh, careers and, and interests uh, ahead of you. So well done and, and good luck. And uh, Philip Lovell, thank you so much. Thank for, you. Thanks for having us. For well, uh, pleasure to, to have you here. And I know everybody's got uh, a lot of things going on, and we appreciate you coming in and talking with uh, the Global Tennessee Podcast. But thanks uh, to you, 
you know, we, we try to recruit uh, teams and teachers every year, and we were acutely aware of all the things that teachers have going on. Mm-hmm. And that seems to be the speed bump to get WorldQuest out to students is finding the uh, teachers who have the encouragement and, and the, uh, the, the wherewithal to inspire their students to uh, participate not only in this but also uh, to seek uh, success and achievement at, at all levels. So thank you for your work uh, at UMFOG. And uh, I think that's it. No last? Did no, I would just say thank you to mm-hmm. you as well. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you for having us. Mm-hmm. Oh, you bet. Okay, that's it for this uh, episode of uh, Global Tennessee. Uh, we've been talking with the Tennessee State Champions of the uh, Ann Smedinghoff Academic World Quest Challenge. Uh, about their uh, experience in Academic World Quest. For more information, you can go to tnwac.org and find out about our community outreach programs, our uh, education outreach programs uh, like World Quest and some other things. And if you have any questions, just call us uh, at the World Affairs Council, 931-261-2353, or drop an email to info at tnwac.org. And we would appreciate those of you who are interested in becoming members. That's one of the ways we uh, are able to pay the the bill to uh, do WorldQuest and and the other programs we do. Uh, And we also appreciate uh, any businesses out there that want to get involved in sponsoring WorldQuest or our other programs to contact us at uh, info at tnwac.org. That's it. Uh, I'm Patrick Ryan, president of the Tennessee World Affairs Council. Thank you for listening to Global Tennessee. This has been Global Tennessee from the World Affairs Council in cooperation with the Center for International Business at Belmont University and the International Business Council of the Nashville Area Chamber of Commerce. The executive producer of Global Tennessee is Patrick Ryan, senior producer Logan Monday, technical advisor Bill Ryan, and the voice of Global Tennessee as well as the Penn Jones Conspiracy, I'm Benjamin Olson. Visit tnwac.org podcast for more information. 